0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Grey Havens podcast. My name is Dave Radford, and I will be your host today. I'm in the band The Grey Havens together with my wife, Lisha. And this podcast is very much an experiment where we're digging into the origins, stories behind the songs, writing and recording process of each of our songs from our upcoming album, Blue Flower. If you're tuning in for the first time, this album was directly inspired by C.S. Lewis's autobiography, Surprised by Joy. If you want to hear more about that, you can listen to episode one in particular, but also episode two goes into that. Today, we're going to be highlighting our second song on the album called "Rhythm of the East" and explore how it ties in with C.S. Lewis's story and what's up at the East and There's an electric guitar solo. Answers headed your way here in a minute. Here we go. I had to give a subtitle to the song Rhythm of the East, which is the song that I'm going to dive into today. I would likely call it Rhythm of the East, Cohen, The Return of Joy, with the runner-up maybe being Rhythm of the East, Cohen, Renaissance, which is a chapter title from Lewis's autobiography, Surprised by Joy. And... If you're just tuning in for the first time, the album Blue Flower is directly inspired from Lewis's autobiography, Surprised by Joy. I mean, a lot of the songs are a take on this experience that he calls joy and defines as an unsatisfied desire, which is itself more desirable than any satisfaction. And at six years old, he has this first experience. And the reason I would call the subtitle of this song, The Return of Joy, is because around 13 or 14 years old, so he's six years old, he has his first experience, you fast forward, he's 13 or 14 years old, and joy is completely gone from his life. And this experience that he has at six years old isn't an anomaly. He has many of these visitations of joy. I don't, I just, for the sake of time, I don't want to go into all of them, but he talks about just being transported, lifted up, like the enormity of the emotion is hard to overstate that he describes as having. He's happily living in his imagination around six, seven, eight years old So just to paint the picture a little bit before we fast forward to where he's 13, 14 years old, no trace remains from his childhood days of imagination and enchantment with him writing stories about animal land and knights in armor and a general enamorment with the beauty of his natural surroundings in Ireland. But... By age 13 or 14, he is a full-blown pessimist. Joey's gone, and for a host of reasons, he finds the universe to be a, quote, regrettable institution. His reading around this time in his life of the coldness and vastness of space leads him to the conclusion that the universe is unfriendly and menacing, also contributing to his pessimism. He begrudges the fact that his hands are clumsy. He talks about developing a, quote, settled expectation that everything would do what you did not want it to do. His mother had died of cancer when he was 10 years old. He tries out around 10 years old after he shipped off to boarding school for the first time in England. He tries out the Christian faith for a couple of years, from ages 10 to 12, only to eventually develop a skeptical stance, pessimistic stance you could call it, against any religious truth claims that say their religion is the correct one or the only one. He was also perhaps eager to get rid of his faith because of these nightly attempts that he talks about in the book where he he tries over and over again to have what he would call realizations in prayer where he really felt in his body you know sincerely what he was praying and and he tried to conjure up these emotions that he would deem after the fact valid or invalid you know religious experiences or prayers. And he has a strong inner critic voice that would ruin this experience. And he never really felt like he, he measured, measured up, which led him to, to dread prayer and God altogether. He also, again, talking about this pessimism, he expects his post-school life to be almost an exercise in futility developing this mantra that he quotes in the book as term holidays, term holidays, then work, work, work till we die. And in this season of pessimism, boom, joy strikes again. Dum-dum-dum. I'm going to try not to do too many of these throughout the course of this podcast series, but once in a while, I do want to read a longer-ish quote. So hang in there with me. But this is the quote, I would say, that directly inspired this song in particular. Referring to the absence of joy and its sudden reappearance, Lewis says, quote, This long winter broke up in a single moment, fairly early in my time at Chartres, which is the school that he was going to. Spring is the inevitable image, but this was not gradual like nature's spring. It was as if the Arctic itself, all the deep layers of secular ice, should change not in a week nor in an hour, but instantly, into a landscape of grass and primroses and orchards in bloom, deafened with bird songs and astir with running water. I can lay my hand on the very moment. There is hardly any fact I know so well, though I cannot date it. Someone must have left in the schoolroom a literary periodical. The Bookman, perhaps, or the Times Literary Supplement. My eye fell upon a headline in a picture carelessly expecting nothing. A moment later, as the poet says, the sky had turned round. What I had read was the word Siegfried in The Twilight of the Gods. And skipping ahead a bit, pure northernness engulfed me, a vision of huge, clear spaces hanging above the Atlantic in the endless twilight of northern summer, remoteness, severity. And almost at the same moment, I knew I had met this before, long, long ago. And with that plunge back into my own past, there arose at once, almost like heartbreak, the memory of joy itself, the knowledge that I had once had what I had now lacked for years, that I was returning at last from exile and desert lands to my own country. And the distance of the twilight of the gods and the distance of my own past joy, both unattainable, flowed together into a single unendurable sense of desire and loss, which suddenly became one with the loss of the whole experience. Which, as I now stared round that dusty schoolroom like a man recovering from unconsciousness, had already vanished, had eluded me at the very moment when I could first say it is. And at once I knew, with fatal knowledge, that to have it again was the supreme and only important object of desire. Boom. The return of joy.
1: By the river found I was cold and couldn't speak. I started hearing something in the silence next to me. I remember now in December how like a split second dream I for a summer song. If I get it wrong, you can find it in the Easter school in
0: I'm gonna shift gears now a little bit and go more into detail about the writing and recording process of the song. The initial spark that set me down the path of writing this song was a violin ostinato or repeating pattern over top of a string chord progression. I was working in Logic. I had newly discovered some of these sound libraries where you can play stringed instruments on a keyboard. I have a deep love for strings, woodwinds, brass, any of these symphonic orchestral instruments, i played trumpet starting in sixth grade and was in all those kinds of bands. And here's a bit of what that original sketch sounded like. Over the course of about a year, I, on and off, tried everything that I could possibly think of lyrically to match this song. That's how I kind of operate. Usually the music informs the lyric, and it's like I'm playing matchmaker a little bit with how I approach songwriting. The music, to me, is the, is the foundation. It's the constant, you know, once I get something that I'm inspired by, that typically doesn't change a whole lot, but it's like I'll then come up with all of these different lyrical ideas or phrases and I'll bring it to the music and kind of say eh? like is this is this what you want me to to sing over top of what you're playing and it's it's kind of a, a strange process but I tried to bring all kinds of lyrics to this song and nothing was working until, probably had to do with the the approaching impending deadline, but there was a week to go. So a year had passed, you know, since the original spark of that violin part that I just played, a year had gone by, tried all kinds of ideas, a week to go. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like that Tom Waits quote that we read in the, the first episode. It's like, this idea comes in through the window and then through you and then onto the piano. And And if there was a door in my mind that you know, it was called Lyricist. The violin voice memo that I had recorded from a year ago was banging on that door for, you know, the the 20th chance to be written. And it was one of those rare moments in songwriting where you sit down and the lyrics just flow out of you to where a few hours later, the bulk of the song had been written. And for all of the painful moments in songwriting. I mean, most of it is just tedious, almost like pulling teeth for the next line. Once in a while, you get one of those magic moments, and this block of time, this this couple hours, was one of those moments. The lyrics themselves are trying to paint a picture of this summer-winter duality in Lewis's worldview, which introduces the second major theme on the album, which we'll get more to in the next episode. But here is the vocal soloed with the strings.
1: I was going down by the river, found I was cold and couldn't speak. I started hearing something in the silence next to me. I remember now in December how like a split second dream. I heard a summer song. If I get it wrong, you can find it in the East. school in So bringing in that
0: I was cold, it's December. That kind of language to paint a picture of the reality in which that summer song enters, which I like that it's sort of characterized by this vocal part playing along with the string section. If you're wondering what the East is all about, the location in Lewis's fiction where Paradise is located or where the Land of Longing is located seems to be in the east. You see this in The Voyage of the Don Treader with Reapy Sheep's Heart's Desire being in the utter east, where Aslan's country is in The Pilgrim's Regress, which is Lewis's fictionalized version of Surprised by Joy. I think Paradise or the Land of Longing is ultimately located in the east, uh, interestingly, where the main character john starts his journey from he thinks it's going to be out in the west and then he goes as far as the west is from the east only to realize that this island that he catches that catches his eye at the beginning of the book is actually the mountains where he's from from the other side and it's this interesting story but east is the direction that lewis chooses so i wanted to reflect that in the lyric the real heart of the song or the anchor lyrically is that last sentence from the longer quote that I read that after Lewis experiences the return of joy, he talks about, and at once I knew with fatal knowledge that to have it again was the supreme and only object of desire. Don't let me go,
1: don't leave me behind, I want you so
0: Real quick, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on verse two or the rest of the song, but there was a a line that I liked in the lyric that talks about a certain sickness that was better than health, which is just taken from Lewis's own writings. A couple chapters after that long quote that I read, he talks about a season of life that he's in where there's more frequent occurrences of joy. And he says, I was sick with desire. That sickness better than health. I thought, ah, that's that's interesting i gotta gotta put that somewhere it also this verse sort of highlights the sense in which or the tense in which the song is being sung kind of that looking back upon an earlier season in life where he still has absolutely no idea where this is coming from not really linking it to anything that at that time he would have considered to be real or true
1: yeah, looking back, I remember that. Wouldn't say that I was well, but there's a certain sickness that's better than every day was another way A few
0: other things just to mention before we wrap up, and maybe we'll get Alicia here in the studio to get her take on the song. But one of the things that I was most excited about on the song was the electric guitar solo. I've always maybe I've not always wanted an electric guitar solo, but it was a song where one finally made sense for the arrangement or whatever. And Alicia and I were watching something one night and I just heard the electric guitar solo in my head. And so I had to pause things, rushed out of the room, I'll be right back and just quickly sketched out this solo that I heard in my head, I think on an electric guitar sample library or a synth library. But regardless, here's how it sounded in the end, and I'm almost just as excited about the ramp up to it that Ben creates using some EQ automation on the electric guitar itself, but here it is. in here to get her take on the song and what her recollection is of the process. Welcome back to the studio. Thanks. I know you're just 15 feet away all the time on the other side of the room. But I feel like I should welcome you just the same and want to get your thoughts on your recollection of the making of, or the writing process, or anything that stuck out to you from Rhythm of the East?
2: Yeah. I remember we were very close to beginning production yep. with Ben, and you were doing a final comb through on all of the lyrics for the songs that mm-hmm. were like pretty much ready to go. And then, was it just a couple days before? Yeah. You got this idea for this song, mm-hmm. and you were really like enchanted and excited and drawn to it, and you really wanted to just dive into that and write this song last second. <clears throat> and I just remember being a little bit wary and pushing back a little bit, and be like, "Hey, maybe we should focus on, you know, the ones that we've, you know, we've already got and." Um, because
0: I was doing a last minute, uh, going through all of the lyrics just to make sure that everything was good to go. Because we've run into trouble before with not having enough lyrics ready or all of that. So I was really this time trying to make sure that yes, we we're not going to be you know bogged down in lyrics.
2: Yeah, during I was, production, I was just like, do you really want to take on a whole fresh right. new song and start from scratch? And yeah, it you know it might not. It just might be distracting or not even, I don't know, it could be frustrating because usually we, you know, the songs aren't written that quickly. Right. But um, even with the pushback, you're like, I really feel strongly about this yeah. song. I have a lot of ideas for it. I, I like, I think it's a good thing to try. I and a crazy so. Crazy look in my eyes. You did. <laughs> you genuinely did. <laughs> um, but I think when that happens, when there's like, reasonable pushback but then there's still this really strong desire and confidence i think that's really significant and i think even in the moment i was like okay well it sounds like it sounds like you really should do it so um was there a moment that you
0: remember that you're like on board with it i forget because i i forgot about that pushback
2: well i i think it was just kind of like i guess like give it a try yeah like the songs were pretty ready to go yeah and we felt good. We just were being extra careful, I think. Um, but you wrote it so fast mm-hmm. that there wasn't a lot of time in between that that pushback and being on yeah. board because it was That's pretty true. much done. It was like pretty quick. I forget how fast it was. If it was m- like one or two days,
0: A few hours, which I is think. a <laughs> few hours,
2: which yeah. is like really, really rare. Yeah, experience to have for us. Yeah. So it was cool. I think it was kind of special, too, because you finished. Oh, so you had the first idea. Mm -hmm. It wrote it really fast. And then because it was on the front of the record, you started the production on that pretty early in the production process. So I don't think you've ever had a song like start to finish like happen so quickly. And it's such a fun song, too. So it really was a cool experience of just like high energy, like we like. We were all really excited about it. It was kind of yeah. it was kind of magical just to
0: That's true. You know, that was the quickest right turnaround of any song as far as you know, song start working on the lyrics to final vocal, you know, done with all of the production elements and uploading the master. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. I think I'm gonna dig into the rest of the production and try to sign off here in the next Few minutes. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, sir. The one part of the song that wasn't written in that, you know, f- few hour time chunk that we were just talking about was the bridge. We started production on the song, we recorded the verses and the choruses, and it just felt to me like it needed a down moment to add in that, you know, in addition to the highs of joy, that, you know, brief momentary elation, also balancing it with that sort of melancholy-ness of the after experience and this inevitability of the next time it comes around, maybe that this isn't going to last. And so it's sort of a, a making peace with for now or coming to terms with that
1: fact i'll be sorry once you're going. so if you're going don't be alone yeah i
0: Think that is where we're going to leave it this time around. It's really hard to know as I'm making this podcast, you know, what to leave in, what to what to take out. There's so many things that do get taken out, and it's always tricky to know how to navigate that and not get too caught up in the minutiae, like I am prone to do. Before I play through the entirety of Rhythm of the East, I wanted to just say a huge thank you to anybody who's listening and if you want to or if you like the podcast if you can like and subscribe and follow and or share about this with friends word of mouth or social media all that stuff helps us get the word out about our music we're an independent band and no machine here just you guys and would love any support that you guys can give to talking about the album or the podcast if you like it and also a special shout out to all the players who are involved Uh, Most of these guys were involved in the entire project, so I will go through them just real quick. But huge thanks to Will Chapman, who played on drums on this album, Total Beast. He's in Colony House. You should check them out. He's so fun to watch play in the studio. Special thanks to Nate Duggar. He's in Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, another great band. He slayed on the electric guitar solo and was kind enough to play on the entire record as well. Thank you to Matt Pearson, who is just a joy to have in the studio. He played bass all over the album. Thank you to Emily Nelson, who played cello and Cassie Schudak on the violin. Thank you to Asher Peterson, whose fingerprints are all over the album. He he recorded a lot of the vocals. He sent in a lot of his cool ideas for stems that we could fly in that we would, you know, we just sent him the song and he sent us back a million ideas and so thankful for him as... Just a a friend. He's been our drummer and tour manager, and he's awesome. Thank you to Sean Moffat for mixing, Joe Cosi for mastering. Thank you to Jesse Brock. Uh, he's the mix assistant. He helped me bring this home the last three percent and dealt with all of my last minute requests and changes. And that is all. Once again, thanks so much for listening. We're going to finish things out by playing our song, "Rhythm of the East."
1: Found I was cold and couldn't speak. I started hearing something in the silence next to me. I remember now in December how, like a split second dream, I heard a summer song. If I get it wrong, you can find it in the Easter School. It's going, it's going, it's going. And say that I was well, but there's a certain sickness that's better than health Cause every day was another way Just trying to get back to the dream of the summer song. If I get it wrong, you can find it in the Easter School. you